Hey, welcome back, guys, to another episode of Spilling the Tea, Pico podcast. Today's episode, I was joined again by Paul Fitzpatrick. Paul is the broker of record over at Home Group Realty, Inc. brokerage based in Guelph. And he joined me because back in June, we had the opportunity to sit down and talk about what to expect in the summer. Now that we're in the middle of August, we've had an interest rate hike. We possibly have one in September. We have inflationary numbers coming out, some next week. What are we to expect? Uh, what's going on? Where's the market right now? And where is it heading? So Paul joined me to discuss what he thought was going on and to share some of the statistics that he's compiled um, on the real estate market. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Grab a tea, sit down, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks, guys. Hey guys, welcome to Spilling the Tea, a podcast brought to you by Pico Mortgages. I'm your host, Dan Johannes, and in this series, we'll be interviewing some really interesting entrepreneurs, real estate professionals, and really anyone that's got a story that I think is worth sharing with you, the viewers. So sit back, relax, I hope you enjoy it, and please comment, subscribe, and share with your friends. Well, Paul, thank you for joining me, guys. It's Dan from uh, Pico Mortgages. This is Spilling the Tea, a Pico podcast. And uh, had Paul on the podcast, I think, what, a couple months ago, where we kind of jumped mm. into the the what, what to expect maybe uh, in the market uh, in in the summertime. And now that we've uh, rounded that, uh, that curve and we're in the middle of August almost, I thought it'd be great to have you back. And let's talk about what's uh what really happened unpackage some of the stuff because i know a lot of people are having questions on the real estate market and uh should they get in should they get out and everything in between so i'm so glad to have you back here paul awesome well thank you for the for the invite back uh had a ton of fun the first time and uh, it's always a pleasure uh having a chat with you and, and talking real estate and, and numbers and stuff so yeah thanks for having me yeah no problem so I know uh, before we, when we had our first conversation, we we're kind of getting into the the summer months and there was a lot of uncertainty. The market was changing. We talked about differences with purchase price and appraisals coming in a little bit lower um, than, and, and some things to be aware of. And then all of a sudden in July, we had the Bank of Canada come out with a shocking increase of 1%. That 1% mm -hmm. increase in the interest rate did a few things. Uh, I think psychologically, it kind of pushed some people some people to the side, some people that were about to buy, they said, well, let's put the brakes on for a second. And then from an affordability standpoint, it's also reduced because that stress test we had prior to that increase was no longer valid, right? So today's current stress test is about 50 basis points higher than it was only a month ago. So that's made right. some real world impact on what people can afford. Um, so I know that uh, it's definitely kind of uh, shown itself in some of the numbers here. And you have an awesome um, market report that's generated uh, by Home Group Realty. And we've got the July numbers here. So for everyone else, I'm going to put it up on the screen. If you're listening to this podcast, you're not watching the video version, I'd encourage you to just click the link. There's going to be a link you can download it and then follow along. Um, so why don't we jump into this, uh, Paul, and sure. you can kind of explain what the numbers are. Well, it's it's been an interesting transition, and we're calling this a shifting market, and obviously it is. It's gone from being a, a hot seller's market just a, a matter of a, a couple of months ago. And, and the surprising part of it, because if you follow 
the mainstream media and the social media in particular, Twitter, um, you would think that we're in the midst of a meltdown in the real estate market. And that's just not the case. I mean, yes, uh, the sales prices are down. And in Guelph, particular, across looking at all the homes, so that's detached semis and towns and condo apartments, the median sales price in Guelph in July was $710,000. That's actually up 4.4% from this time last year. Hmm. And yes, it's down. It's down eight, almost 8.5% from last month. So, you know, it's not all doom and gloom. Right. And you know, like we're down sales, um, 35% versus July of last year and 27% uh, based on compared to June of just this year. But I think there's some factors in there. The market is, we're calling it a balanced market right now. And we're in the middle of summer. And traditionally, for those of us that have been around more than five years, July, August, are usually pretty slow months or some of the slowest months in the real estate calendar. So right. A, I'm not surprised to see, see sales are down. B, I'm not surprised to see that even listings are down in, in July compared to the previous month, but they're still up almost 20% from last year. So right. it's, it's, it's interesting that when you take it, you know, if you look at it on the surface, yes, that's, you know, sales are off by 27%. That's a big number. They're down 35% from the previous year. That's just Guelph. Uh, and there's similar numbers in Kitchener and Cambridge. Um, but it's, to me, it's it's like when you look at the big picture and the long-term history, part of this is driven by the time of year. It's summer. People are on vacation. They're taking time off. They're relaxing. Right. Um, you know, so that's the interesting thing that I, I've noticed from that, because it's like I say, our, our our reports are showing we've hit a balanced market. So it hasn't swung all the way over to a buyer's market yet, possibly. Um, but it's not the doom and gloom that uh, you would see if you're if you're scrolling through social media. Oh, yeah. The like, headlines. I mean, that's what's really selling. Right, Paul, is the sensationalism right? of these headlines. And it's. Yeah, I think that's really important to keep in mind is that the statistics on how you kind of look at it and what you're comparing it against. And I can speak from the the, the mortgage side, definitely there's seasonality built in, right? We know historically, at least uh, from a mortgage perspective, January refinances are way down. No one, or sorry, December refinances are way down. And it's only until you get sort of like late Q1 that you start to see more people looking into debt consolidation because they kind of went a little crazy around the holiday season, but we know that's built in. So it's mm. it's really difficult uh, in this situation to kind of be fair and assess it when um, you're talking about uh, statistics that could be easily manipulated. But it's interesting to see like year over year back in July, 4.4% in increase on um the average sale price i mean we're still up right so yeah. that's um, Guelph. now i look at kitchener and waterloo um across the board their their median sales prices are down mm. but single digits we're not talking massive amounts corrections yeah uh you know kitchener's down 4.3 percent versus july of 2021 for, for all properties um Waterloo condos, for example, are up 3.4%. Um, huh. 
over last year. Right. Cambridge condos are up 15% over last year. So, you know, when, when you start diving in, um, you, you'll see that there's opportunities in the marketplace. The 100%. interesting thing I'm seeing, this is and this is what, what, what will really benefit potential buyers out there, is that days on market have gone from literally hours to now true days. Well, mm. 23 days is the median days on market for all properties. It's 19 in Kitchener, 15 in Waterloo, 18 in Cambridge. So, um, you know, there's more time there for, for buyers to look at properties, investigate them. Um, and a funny aside, because we've got a number of younger agents on our team that are, that are new to the industry in the last five years or right. less. And up until now, a conditional offer was really unheard of. Mm. So, you know, I get, I get a, a, a new agent into my office and, and they'll remain nameless um, who said, like, can you make an offer conditional on the sale of a house? And <laughs> I, I had to do a double take because that's just that in all for, you know, that's mostly been a normal situation up until yeah. the last few years. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, hundred percent. Like the last 24 months, you're right. Like the, the idea of having any condition on an offer, you may as well not put the offer in. Right. Because there was just right. so much demand on it. Um, I could see how someone new getting into the industry would just kind of uh, shake their head and say, well, is this even a thing? Why, why would you put conditions on never worked in the last 24 months? So, but it's nice yeah. to see that. And like you said, having more yeah. uh, inventory, more days on the market, it's giving people uh, ability to step back and say, okay, well, you know, let's look at some comparisons out there and what is it we really need? And, uh, and then maybe there's some negotiating room there too. Right. So. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I know Sage and uh, Sage is one of the insurers. So if you're putting less than 20% down, you've got to get insurance. We have three insurers here in Canada, one being Sage and, and they came out with their housing market report as well too. And their assessment was fairly similar in the sense that, uh, most markets are now a balanced market. You know, it's not a yeah. buyer's market necessarily. Uh, they did identify a few interesting markets within Ontario. I think um, Sarnia, Windsor, St. Catharines, there are a few of them that were actually seller's markets still. Um, but I think there's some lagging indicators there too. And, and as yeah. like with some of these stats that we're seeing, um, there's there's people that have decided that um, maybe they're going to wait a little bit and see what's going on because the keep in mind the Bank of Canada in September they made the announcement hey we're going to be increasing interest rates likely to the tune of seventy five basis points all of a sudden people were saying well hold on what do we do like if we're going to get an investment property or if we were going to buy do we just wait how is this going to affect us so it's uh, it's interesting to see but I think we still like we have um, a supply issue overall with housing that hasn't been addressed. So there's sort of that elephant in the room that, that we're dealing with, I, I think. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, the, 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 the folks that are really negative on the market right now, I don't think are taking into consideration that we've got a growing population. Mm -hmm. We've got a massive demographic uh, bulge in the, the millennial people that are just entering their, their prime buying years, that demand is still out there. Right. Yeah. And that demand will grow as, as prices settle into 
closer to the the median uh, price lines that we've had historically. And I think, you know, you're right, that hasn't been addressed. The governments and the powers that be have not addressed the supply side of things. Um, so I don't see that there's going to be a ton of downward pressure on pricing other than what the interest rate impact will be. Right. And I know there's so it's some... interesting because we get people going, you know, I think I'm just going to wait because I think prices are going to come down even more. But meanwhile, with those interest rates going up, their affordability, you know, that's impacting affected. their affordability yeah. more. So I, I got to question whether waiting is the, the proper strategy. Yeah, we were chatting a little bit about the the headlines and whether or not it's it's a good idea to stay on the the sidelines uh, getting into the the fall market. And you had a good point there. The longer you wait, sure, prices might fall, um, but then that uh, the benchmark or the qualifying to actually get a mortgage becomes a little bit more difficult, right? So mm-hmm. that affects your affordability. And then the question is, do you, do you stay on the sidelines? I actually had a couple articles that were sent to me this morning. Um, and uh, they were interesting because the last couple of days, Paul, we had the consumer price index or the uh, inflation numbers come out in the US. And surprisingly, inflation had dropped. It went from 9.1 to 8.5%. So that's one of the signals like, hey, hold on, um, we might be seeing uh, a reduction in inflation. Now, with that happening, the uh, um, Financial Post came out with an article saying that the odds of the Bank of Canada hiking uh, the interest rates in September by 75 basis points just went down. So it went from 60% to about 45%. It's all speculative, but chances are there's still going to be a hike. But the question is, is that hike going to be the full 75 basis points or is it going to be lower? So my thinking here is that if we get into a market that um, uh, starts to rebound, those people that are sitting on the sidelines might be faced with a little bit more competition in the fall. But Mm -hmm. uh, what's your experience with the fall market? Because obviously this fall market is very different than probably the last two that we've seen. So where where are you expecting things to go? Yeah, and that's interesting. Uh, Typically, we expect the market to pick up just after Labor Day. Everybody's back to school. Um, and then it, it, it ticks along nicely. There's a bit of an uptick uh, through October and then early November, it starts to slow down. And, and that's, um, you know, for the holiday season, the winter season. Um, so I'm, I'm expecting activity to pick up. Um, inventory levels have already started to build. So I don't know that there's going to be a flood of new listings mm. uh, like we would normally see in the, in the fall. Um, but what I'm, what I am interested to see is whether the buyers are actually going to come back. Um, right. that's, that's what's kind of dominating the talk around the coffee maker here at the office is, you know, what do we got to do or what do we need to demonstrate to our clients that it's a safe time to be looking at, at real estate. Right. And, yeah. and part of that conversation that I, I resurrected with my team because it was something that when I was very, very active uh, prior to opening the brokerage, I would always counsel my clients that, you know, owning a home is not speculative. It's not meant to be a short-term thing. You got to think in five-year cycles. Mm-hmm. And so if you buy a house today, 
if the price goes down in the next six months or the next year, you know, is that going to materially affect your enjoyment of the house? Is it going to impact, you know, the fact that you needed that space to grow your family or because you had to relocate for a new job? No, but if you're there for the next three to five years, you've done a cycle. If you've done a five-year mortgage, you've hit that renewal period. And hopefully the, the typical real estate cycle, which was usually about five years, has now started to swing back on the upward side right. of the scale. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see if that past history replays itself and we start to see you know, is it going to be five years or is this going to be much like, you know, the the early 90s where there was a, a five-year trough before prices really recovered? Right. I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, it, because again, it's so different than what it was back in that day. You know, mm -hmm. we're not dealing with, with a recession. We're not dealing with 12 and 15% interest rates. Um, which was the thing back in, in the late eighties, early nineties. Um, so I don't know. I wish, you know, I wish the crystal ball would clear up a little bit and give me some insight there as to, you know, how people are going to react. Um, and I think this know, is where it's really, in, yeah, it definitely is. Like it's, it's um, I think this is where it starts to sort of separate at least like in uh, from a financing perspective before, you know, we've we've had agents in the in the industry, and, and I've worked alongside some of them too, where it was just like I'm going to process this and put it through. That's it. That's my job. Get the mortgage, get it done. Where, you know, I think it's going to start shifting. Where we're all going to become sort of matchmakers to determine whether, you know, that property is right or that product is right for the client. And you hit it on the head there, where. For a lot of people, they look at it and they're worried, right? Like I had a neighbor and even my, my I had a cousin over uh, last week and the concern was, hey, look, uh, we've lost a whole bunch of like we bought two years ago. But at the same time, I'm like, hey, your, your family's growing. You guys just had a new baby and you're not going anywhere for the next little while. So does it materially impact anything that like your day to day, right? You have the right. room, you have the space, you have the money to make the payments on it. So really, uh, that that's a good point is, um, you know, let's look at it on a longer term basis. And I can speak on the interest rates. If we go back 40 years, the average interest interest rate on a five year was over 5%. So we're kind of where we're at, right? It's, it's yeah. not when people talk about it, they talk about it in terms of the last 24 months. And that was a blip that was unusual that wasn't the norm um and yeah i mean it's it's definitely going to be an interesting fall market and it's one where we really should uh manage people's expectations and just kind of see where things are are going but i definitely i think there's a few things that need to be addressed from a financing perspective because i'm seeing time and time again more people are being priced out of the market and the qualifying rate, for example, right now, if you want a five-year fixed mortgage and that's what fits for your um, predicament, let's say you just you want to be able to sleep at night, you're not comfortable with the variable rate, especially with what's happened in the last few months, you want a fixed rate. But under today's qualifying rules, you can't afford that home because 
we have to qualify you on that fixed rate mortgage that you want plus 2%. You're pushing close to 7.5% as a qualifying rate. And I think something needs to be done there because um, I've had quite a few conversations with people at banks, uh, business development managers and so forth saying, this is like, we're stress testing as if it's a private mortgage now. And it's really impacting people's ability to, um, uh, to afford a property. So yeah, it's interesting. I, I've noticed the last little while from um, just looking at the uh, uh, some of the commodities, things like oil and lumber, uh, those commodities have started to come down. And usually right. those are indicators that um, inflation may be coming down. So we'll see how things pan out next week on Tuesday. There's going to be an announcement on our inflationary numbers for July. So we'll see if we're up again or if things are starting to look down. But I think, honestly, I personally, I think it's a great opportunity to get into the market if you can, because like you said, you hit the nail on the head. You've got more inventory in the market. You can put those conditions on offers and uh, you've you've kind of got the, the pick of the litter when it comes to... Um, you know, uh, property. So there's a, there's a whole bunch of things going on there. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting one. Um, if you're looking, so we, we've talked a lot about the buyers, Paul, but uh-huh. let's talk a little bit about the sellers. So if someone's looking to sell in this market and, you know, I have um, neighbors that have listed and unfortunately their house has been on the market for the last, I think, uh, five, almost six weeks now and a couple reductions in pricing. Um, what, and the other thing, I guess, another question uh, related to sellers, uh, terminated deals. So I'm seeing a ton of terminations and then relistings. I don't know exactly what the strategy is behind that, but maybe you can talk on like sellers and then what's playing out there because I've had quite a few people reach out to me and say, Hey, this has been off and on the market a few times or like, so yeah, maybe you can speak on those too. I would love to because it's a bit of a, a, a burr under my saddle, especially with the terminations and relistings, because <clears throat> there was a time in the MLS system where, and people still pay attention to, you know, that very important days on market. How long has that house been on the market? Hmm. So there's the historical average is I think around 45, 60 days uh, would be the time on average that it takes for a home to sell. Of course, in the last 24 months, we've been talking often hours or just a few days. Right. So, you know, it would it, in it, you go back a few years and, you know, it might be 90 days before somebody says to me, <clears throat> excuse me, Paul, it's, that, that house has been on the market for three months. Why isn't it sold? What's wrong with it? That's typically the way the conversation goes. Right. So fast forward to today's market and... You know, you hit three weeks, you hit 30 days on the market and people are going, well, it isn't, it hasn't sold. What's wrong with that house? And so the the typical tactic that a lot of realtors will use is they want to reset that days on market counter in the MLS system. Mm. So they'll terminate the listing, bring it back on, and then there may or may not even be a price reduction. Sometimes there's even been price increases, but they're trying to get that almighty days on market counter reset. Well, the interesting thing now is with the new MLS systems that we're working with, there's another counter right beside it that says, what's the total days on market for this property? So it'll say five days because I've just relisted it, but there's the one beside it that says 65 days 
and it's already been on the market for two months. So it, it's mm. it's the goal had been previously because uh, and I'm dating myself with this comment. We would have what was called the daily hot sheet. So that was the summary that the real estate board, the MLS system published at the end of each business day. What were the new listings? What were the new deals? What deals went conditional? What what expired? So right. you'd get a summary on a, on a nice one page report. And so if your list, if you felt your listing was getting stale, you'd relist it because you'd pop back up on the hot sheet and uh, okay. back in yeah. front of everybody's attention. But with all the auto searches and with all the ways of, of keeping that listing in front of your clients and the other realtors, it's a bit of a redundant tactic, but it it also gives the seller a perception that you're doing something. So that's one thing. Um, the other part about it is what you described with your neighbor is that they're chasing the market. So they were initially either told their agent they wanted to list here because that's what their neighbor sold for back in March. So we should get at least that and my house is better. So I should mm -hmm. probably get more. But of course the market's changed. And so they're looking at sales data from three or four months ago where it's been higher. Right. What agents need to be showing, and this is what we're coaching our team, what I need to be showing you as a seller going in to list your property is, here's the pending sales in the last 30 days. And that's where you're going to see that 15 to 20% price differential from 60 days ago. Right. And that's that's a much better, more accurate indicator on where they should be pricing their house exactly. today based on that. Yeah, that makes sense. The challenge is most realtors don't want to have that difficult conversation um, with, a, with, a, with a potential listing right. because they're afraid that if I don't tell you what I think you want to hear, you're probably not, you're not going to list with me. They just find someone else. Yeah. Yeah. They'll find somebody else that will list it or that will buy the listing and, and listed at the price that people want. So that's one thing that I've always talked to clients about is that beware of the agent that comes in with the highest price because they're probably trying to buy the listing from you. They'll get you under contract. And instead of focusing on potential buyers, their focus then comes back to you on the seller to say, hey, you know what? Oh, geez, the market has changed. Now we should reduce the price because right. I've already got you under contract. Yeah. yeah. That's not the way we want to do business. I want to, in a market that's shifting like this, we're looking at what's what are the pending sales happening, being reported at. And if the trend is, we think the market is still trending down, then, you know, if we're looking at the average days on market is going to be 30 days very quickly, where do we predict prices are going to be in 30 days? So depending right. on your motivation, Dan, as a seller, I'll either say, well, then we need to price 5% below where the last sale was in your neighborhood so that we're the first one that's that's out, out off the, the market when the buyers show up. Right. You know, if you've got lots of time and you want to wait, then let's price it at what the pendings have sold at and we can wait for some of the other inventory to clear out. This These are conversations we never had to have in the last 24 months because one, there was never enough inventory. And B, there was 10 seller, 10 buyers for every listing that came out. Right. How, right. So you, you could know, avoid the difficult situation or conversations 
that you have to have in this type of market to manage yeah. those expectations. It's interesting. And I think, you know, it, and, and I, I love my neighbors. They're, they're fantastic. And I feel for them. They ended up going the route of a, um, like for sale by owner. So mm-hmm. very minimal in that situation on guidance or, um, like you spoke of, you know, just kind of coming up with the sales plan to put it on the market. And I do feel for them because, uh, you know, they've, uh, they were expected to move out this time, um, oh, yeah. by, by August 1st. So they, they had plans to go somewhere else, but yeah, it's uh, that's a really good point and something to kind of keep aware of is, you know, how, how are you, what's the strategy for pricing in this market? Um, and then managing that expectation on it. Exactly. And how yeah, about, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, no, 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 go go on. So interesting story. I mean, we're still seeing signs of this, uh, even in this market, where properties are coming onto the market, they're still holding off offers, or they're still deliberately pricing under what they think is market value. Mm. And then there's been a couple of examples that I've seen come across my desk where we've got there was one property out in the country where it was listed on the market for a week, no offers. Um, two offers go in, you know, 10 days in, both offers get rejected because they're uh, conditional and they're below the list price. Goes back on the market, nothing happens. Two weeks later, they get two more offers on the property, both get rejected again, and then they relist the property at a higher price. When all the comps suggest that it should be about $250,000 lower than where it's at Hmm. previous price increase. So there's a lot of, and this is why we call it a shifting market and why there's opportunities, because there's going to be some of those those sellers out there that are hitting 60, 60 plus days on the market now. And a savvy buyer and their, their agent representing them will will be able to find and identify those properties and there'll be an opportunity to to do some negotiating there won't be competition for it so i think that's where there's opportunities for buyers mm-hmm. for the sellers it's making sure that they find the right realtor to represent their listing that's that knows the numbers that knows where the market's going and isn't relying on data that's now three months old that's a really good point yeah um and, and, and yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's going to be an interesting, I guess, next uh, next few months too, uh, as mm-hmm. uh, September's numbers roll around, and uh, we see what the Bank of Canada does there. Um, I know there's talks that possibly the stress test is um, they're going to revisit that and see if uh, if any changes need to be made. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's definitely changing, and um, I would. I would agree with you too, that we have to be careful with the headlines and what they say, because typically they're there to sell copies and not necessarily report on the truth. I know um, one report had come out and I think it was Desjardins who reported that uh, their expectation is a 25% market correction by the end of 2023. Um, But when you dig into the headlines, you realize that that 25% increase is basically uh, from the peak in February. And even if we extrapolate a 25% market correction, the average home price is still higher than it was going into the pandemic. So I don't know, is that, is that really as bad as it was, you know? Um, 
So yeah. Anyway, Paul, I really uh, appreciate you coming on here and, and providing oh. your uh, your opinion and then your just experience with everything. And I know you've been in the market for a long time. You guys over at Home Group Realty, um, you know, I've interviewed, I've had the pleasure of interviewing a few of them uh, already too, and everyone just seems solid and on their game and and able to sort of pivot with. Uh, how things are changing in this market. So I think the market report is a fantastic uh, thing to Thank provide to, to to people that are interested in seeing what's going on in the market. I'm going to link below to that uh, that market report. And uh, let's check in again, because I think this is good. Let's do like a quarterly thing. Awesome. And just I love see, that. Yeah. Yeah. And see what's going on because uh, people have questions and uh, being able to provide some answers and at least some strategies for some people is uh, is invaluable. So thank you again, Paul, for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Take care. No problem. You take care.